Thank you for tuning in to A Courage Experiment. This is your host, Jason Chan, and uh, today is October 30th, and I wanted to do one last podcast before I go out into the country for my mule deer hunt out here in New Mexico, and um, I actually went out uh, last night and stayed the night out there. I set up camp, um, got my, uh, my stove, my tent stove work in, and I've got a lot to say about that. It's my first time setting up camp by myself so there's a lot uh, a lot to do a lot to say um, I don't know uh, you know some people that are listening are experts at camping and they can set up the camp by themselves or with their families really quickly man it took me maybe three or four hours just to do like a quick setup or a, a setup for myself um, it's my first time uh, with I bought my own chainsaw and so it's first time uh, not first time using a chainsaw, but first time using it for that length of time and cutting a lot of wood. So I cut a lot of firewood um, uh, yesterday. Made sure to get out there by at least noon so I could have everything done by dark, and I got everything done pretty much by about 5 o'clock. Um, the, so <laughs> so if, you've, if you've camped by yourself then, and you... Um, if you're an expert at it or, you, or you're, you're good at it or you know what, what you're doing, you're not going to want to listen to this because you may want to shut it off because it's going to be like uh, probably like nails on a chalkboard to you. But, man, it was um, my first experience setting up my own camp. And, you know, when you look at, um, you look at some hunting shows like, uh, you know, Meat Eater, uh, Netflix with uh, Steve Rinella, you listen to like Remy Warren talk. And you listen to like Brian Call, that the the gritty podcast and his channel. Like really excellent. I mean, I could keep going, but really excellent sources for like hunting content. Um, uh, Meat Eater, of course, is more. Um, you know, everybody knows about Meat Eater. It's, it's real commercial, but there's a there's a like a there's a quality to that that makes even the average person want to go out there and just do it themselves and I, I want to tell you it's not it's not easy I mean it wasn't easy for me and I'm not even out in the backcountry technically I'm like maybe three three or so miles off what the Mainers would call the hot top off the the asphalt and some of these guys and gals uh, you know really uh, dedicated hunters year after year are, are, you know, putting pounds and pounds on their backs and taking it way out and, and going up steep mountains and into drainages and into the next drainage and going over all these mountains. And, um, man, hats off to those people. You know, I hope one day I'll be able to do that kind of thing and, and not complain about it. But, man, I, I feel like, you know, I'm not going to turn this podcast into a, you know, a complaining podcast, but man, it was tough yesterday. It was, it was cool, you know, being out there by myself. Um, but it was tough. You, you, you don't, you can't look to anybody else for anything. If something happens, if something breaks or something, you lose something in the dirt, you can't say, Hey, can you help me find this? I mean, it's, no, it's you. And so that is, uh, for all those people out there who, who don't do it very often, be aware of that, you know, try not to make mistakes. If you can try to be prepared, make a list, you know, get everything, whether it's on your phone or, you know, written down, make sure everything is written down that you have and you're, you'll still forget stuff or still need something. So went out yesterday, initially thought that I'd stay out there. Um, but, um, it's actually good cause I was able to come back in here and get a, a decent cup of coffee 
And um, I'm in Bernadillo, I think it is, uh, is what this this town is called, before you get into Albuquerque. And it's got, I'm actually sitting here today at um, Badass Coffee Company um, of Hawaii, which is interesting that it's here in New Mexico. But um, but yeah, they allowed me to sit, set up my podcast stuff here and, and do the podcast. So thank you to Badass Coffee. But um, but yeah, I initially wanted to stay out there, and um, but I just I had to, I'd say eighty five percent of the stuff that I needed. Um, I thought I had a hundred percent, but came back in, got restocked on a couple things already, just after an afternoon, and then um, grabbed some stuff that I, I feel like I'm gonna need. Um, I have to say, Walmart's a really great resource, a really inexpensive resource rather than, I love Cabela's and going to Sportsman's Warehouse and those places, REI and those high dollar uh, places that have everything you need. But man, when, um, you know, when you're in a pinch, not even in a pinch, if you just need to save money, hit Walmart, man. Hit Walmart's like camping section, hunting section. They have everything I feel like you need. I, th- I feel um, there's not a lot that they don't have. Um, and so, I mean, they even send, sell the hunting licenses. They have ammo. So just almost everything you need if, if, you, if you're on a budget. I'm, ch- I'm sure a lot of people already know that. But anyway, I stopped at Walmart, stocked up on some stuff, and like I said, grabbed a cup of coffee, and I wanted to get this last podcast in before I go out. Um, so... You know, setting up camp and using chainsaw and and getting all that stuff done and doing it solo is it's liberating, but at the same time, it's also I wish it was I, I was more you know apt with a thesaurus you know in my brain because I keep saying lonely. I wish there was a better word. It's not. It's lonely, but it's also it's um, this feeling of um, this solitary feeling of. Uh, that's not necessarily negative. There were negative times where I'm doing something and I'm really wishing that I could share it with someone. You know, something really cool happened and I, and I think about, oh, that'd be really cool if I could tell, you know, X, Y, Z about this. This was really neat. Or I saw this and it'd be nice to share those stories while you're out there, you know, or with, with someone or a laugh. Or, um, but being solo is just like this, it's new to me. So, to, to some of you that already are doing it, you know, um, you already know what I feel. Or, um, you know, somebody said something really interesting to me uh, lately. He sent me a text um, from uh, a, a buddy of mine from Maine. His name's Kendall, super nice guy. Um, and he sent me this text about the first podcast, that I, the first solo, solo podcast that I did. Really heartfelt, um, you know, paragraph about like being out there and being solo and you know, the, the different feelings that you may have when you're by yourself, depending on where you are in your life. And I really took that to heart because he was, he was spot on with it. It's really like what you're going through, what you've gone through, what your experiences are, and then being out there by yourself. Um, it's, uh, it's different than the, the solo ex- kind of solo experience that I did in Maine. Because I know Randy and I know Jason. Yeah, I had just met Jason, but not very well. They're good guys, but you're still, if it's not a family member, like somebody who's really close to you, you know, when I call somebody a friend, I mean that. And, um, and so if it's not a close friend or a family member, then it's, you still kind of feel solo in a way, or I do anyway. 
And uh, Kendall had some really amazing words for me, and I want to thank you, Kendall, for that, if you're listening. And I also got, like, a great email. Um, I mean, I've, I've gotten emails, but this particular one was um, really amazing. Um, and his name's Dusty. So shout out to Dusty. Uh, he sent me an email about, um, you know, uh, the solo podcast that I did. And also, like, <laughs> the part about, you know, being scared of the dark. And then I got a couple text messages from people about that. And um, it was... I, it was a little sensitive, kind of, kind of a little sensitive podcast, but that's how, kind of how I was feeling. I was really feeling the weight of the hunt. Now that I'm out here, um, or, or kind of out here and been out there and setting up camp, it's, um, I'm feeling a little bit different and it's still feeling that weight um, of trying to find the, the animal that I'm looking for. But um, there's a lot of other things that go into it too. And so, um, but yeah, thanks Kendall for, for reaching out and, and, um, sending me that really cool note and Dusty and um, Suzanne and I met this really amazing uh, flight attendant on Alaska, Suzanne and um, she has a piece of property out in Washington and um, she sent me a, a bunch of text messages um, her and her husband have a piece of property um, near, uh, I think it's Mount, Mount St. Helens and uh, they have a trail cam and they catch all kinds of like really cool stuff like families of mountain lions and <clears throat> and a huge bull elk that she sent me along with like a really kind uh, paragraph about the solo podcast too. So uh, shout out to you, Suzanne. So uh, what I did want to say um, about this, this particular, um, this hunt before I go out is that uh, first of all, I saw my first two uh, mule deer bucks for the first time. They weren't big. They were, um, there's something I'd definitely be happy with as my first mule deer buck, but it was really um, encouraging to see. I, I saw a lot more does. Um, every time I go out, I see does, but I saw a lot more does, and I saw like um, a couple like spike, like asymmetrical kind of spike horn type bucks, and then two two. Uh, I would say decent bucks. If I said decent bucks, and some you know hunters saw that, they'd be like, "No way, man, that's tiny," but um, it's enough for me. And, um, but it was really encouraging to see that. And, um, I'm kind of, kind of trying to find out like where they move. I, I went out and scouted a little bit before I set up camp. And then I set up, um, after I set up camp, I had some time before dark and they were, they were, the deer were really moving before dark. Uh, this particular unit is 5B by the way. And like I said, we're in October 30th. So if any hunters out there who want to reference the time, and weather, uh, the weather last night, the low was like 13. Um, and then the high today, I think, is going to be 52 or something like that. And then tomorrow, it's supposed to warm up a little bit. The high is supposed to be 55 and sunny. And then the high or the low tonight, I think, is going to be 22 or something like that. But um, last night was super cold. Um, and it seems from my last, the scouting, again, this is for hunters who, who know this or, you know, may know this area or for any other hunters that maybe want to reference the, the weather patterns. I was scouting this area when the weather was a little warmer. Uh, like I said, I've been out there maybe like 15 times or so before yesterday and yesterday was the coldest it's ever been. So to put this in perspective, we are in Northern New Mexico, um, 
and of, above us is, uh, of course, uh, Colorado. Colorado has a, uh, a lot of mule deer, from what I understand. And you know, when it gets cold, they migrate down, they move down. And so I definitely saw that last night. I saw a, a real difference in the landscape that correlated with the temperature. And so, you know, early, like last month even, I, I saw some does that hadn't even shed their entire coat yet, their summer coats, believe it or not. Uh, I'd say last month, maybe a month and a half or so. And then yesterday, the, the does and, and the, the bucks, they look completely different. They're like, they're, you know, their coats are gray. And I saw a huge, a huge doe, like look like look like an, an elk, but it was and she was bounding along. And then I've, um, I, it just the, the the whole landscape and the whole atmosphere just seems like it's kind of coming alive now with this weather. Someone said we're supposed to get snow. I, I'm not sure, but it's definitely cold enough for it. Um, and uh, last night was an amazing full moon. I don't know if that had anything to do with how they're moving as well, but. Just to put that into perspective for for people who are listening on that end, but um, but yeah, I uh, I think I'm pretty stocked up and and ready to go out there. Um, I did want to mention um, what did I want to mention? I had it written down here. Um, oh yeah, I <laughs> okay. So maybe I won't mention that. I wanted I wanted to chat a little bit about. The, the tent I got and the setup and that kind of thing. Um, I want to shout out to a shout out to Connor at um, at Seek Outside, who who sent me this stove. Um, it's a medium sized stove. So what the setup I have is a shelter. There's a, it's a bundle. It, the sh- the shelter um, has like a this thing in the top of the uh, that the, the top of the shelter has this hole for a hot pipe for a stove. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure what that's called, um, but. It's a specially made to where you put the stove inside and um, you put the shelter obviously around it. And this is my first time setting up the stove. And although there was no instructions in the box for that, um, it was easy to set up. If, if you ever, you know, I don't know if you've done that before, if you, if you thought about doing it. I wanted to, to, to let you know that, that it's a really cool thing if you get the right stove, if you get the, a stove that's big enough for you and maybe somebody else or, you know, but I got the medium sized one. I feel like it's too small for me because I just kept having to feed it. I got on Brian Call's, uh, the gritty um, YouTube channel and, and checked out his really cool video about um, the stoves and um, how to and that kind of thing and keep your keep your shelter warm and that was really super helpful and it dropped at a perfect time for me but um, I noticed that using that stove it's re- it keeps your if you know how to use it it keeps your your shelter really warm I mean it was like it was 20 degrees right right around the time that I was cooking ramen on on the top of the stove inside the tent and I was happy I was like wow this is cool it's like toasty in here but then before you know it um, I, it started, you know, it's a, such a small stove, you, you kept having to feed it. And I had a little, you know, pile of twigs and, and wood inside this, uh, the tent to where I was feeding it. And then it really, honestly, you know, I'm embarrassed to say this, but it got to be too much. Like I was, I kept on feeding it and then I would doze off and it would be like freezing cold, get out of my sleeping bag, you know, feed it some more. And then finally, um, yeah, I get demerits for this, but man, I had to jump in my truck. I had to jump in my truck and turn on the heat. And I was like, twisted up in there like a pretzel, you know, after like, like one o'clock in the morning until like 4.30 when I got up and 
got out to scout again this morning, but for like three and a half hours, like my back is ripped. My like, I don't know, like I'm all knotted up from, you know, twisting around trying to sleep inside my truck. But um, I just wasn't prepared. I need to like, I, I should have either gotten a, a bigger stove or know how to use the stove more efficiently is what I would say on that. And then the, the shelter, uh, just be aware the shelter has no floor in it. And I knew that going in, but there's a, I don't know what to say about this, but again, um, I'm, I, it's not a manly thing to say, but man, I was a little scared last night. I heard like coyotes and I think it was wolves cutting off like in the distance. And every time the, it was not super windy, but every time wind would whip around or something I would hear and I, and I'd sit up really quick and I'd look around and I'm, and I, and I would stop. And it just wasn't like, you can't, it, it, this was me anyway. I couldn't sleep well. I couldn't like get a good sleep. So that, in addition to the fact that it was cold, to me it was just uncomfortable. And so I just jumped up out of there and I was like, hey, you know what? Screw it. Like if you're going to be more comfortable and warm, just get in the truck and turn on the heat. And I hate to say it, but I had to do that. But tonight I'm going to go back and really try to, you know, I got a different setup to where I'm going to be using this shelter, but I got a, like a, a one-person backpacking tent that I'm going to try to put in there as well. It's going to be weird. It's going to be, it's going to, I'm not even going to take a picture of it. It's probably going to look terrible, but I feel like I have the setup or I think I have the setup anyway to where I'll be more, like, more comfortable um, and less jumpy for like things that are happening. For some reason, like when there's no floor, you just worry about things. I worry about like, I don't know. I just had all kinds of scenarios in my head about lions like like creeping in, <laughs> and yeah, I have no idea. I was probably just scared, like freaking myself out. But when you're by yourself and you're not used to this kind of thing, then you know you, you may have thoughts like that, or maybe it's just me. But I'm just being honest with you guys. This, uh, podcast is called a courage experiment because yeah, I technically, you know, there's things I'm saying that I, I'm not proud of. So, but I was scared last night a little bit. And so, yeah, when I got in my truck, I felt better. It was warm and I felt protected and, and that, and that kind of thing. But I feel like if you're doing this with someone else, it would be way better or at least a bunch of dudes, you know, you know, it's, that's fine. But you're by yourself. There's predators out there. You're not, you know, for me, the floor, the the whole tent setup thing, I just would like to be a little bit more secure. I don't know how that how, what that even means, but I'll I'll work it out over the next few days, and get back with you on that. But um, but yeah, I wanted to mention that the the whole stove thing because it was really cool. It's like the that seek outside stove is really cool. I've I'd never experienced anything like that to where the stove is inside the tent. I see a lot of a lot of hunting videos, but it was cool to actually do it and be like, "Wow, this is neat, man! I'm cooking inside here, and I've you know I've got my sleep bag laid out, and everything feels nice and toasty, and, and you know I'm eating and and uh, but um, <clears throat> anyway, um, I I think that's all I really wanted to chat with you guys about before I go out there. Just wish me luck. Um, this will be, I believe, anyway, the last podcast before I get back on and tell you what happened with my mule deer hunt. I got word uh, uh, just recently, right after my last podcast, that 
we got the okay from New Mexico Game and Fish to meet with Nick, who is the the Mexican wolf biologist. So super excited about that. That took forever. I've been, uh, you know, going back and forth with them for the better part of a year, like um, like maybe six, seven months at, at the very least. And um, I, uh, I'm happy. I mean, I I couldn't believe it when I got the text. But he was like, "Yeah, we got we got the okay." So we're we're just trying to to make a plan to do it now. That's going to be a great. Uh, podcast, in my opinion, there's a lot of things that New Mexico Fishing Game obviously uh, wanted to be careful with with the wolf um, because it's a it's a contentious issue. Um, all predators are. I mean, look at what's going on with uh, state of Washington and, and their spring bear and what they're trying to do to to the hunters out there. <clears throat> but uh, nothing against you know New Mexico or um, excuse me against uh, Washington, but. It seems to me anyway, just from kind of outsider looking in, that um, they're, they're trying, to take, trying to do some things with hunters that, um, in my opinion, as a hunter, it doesn't seem like it might be the right thing to do. And that's just me saying that. I, you know, I could be wrong, but you know, I need, I need, maybe I need more information. But as a hunter and looking at, looking at it from my side, I just hope that the, these other states um, don't, follow suit and give hunters such a hard time about things and maybe try to understand uh, where they're coming from. But anyway, uh, super excited to, to be talking to Nick hopefully soon. Um, we'll get that planned and, and we'll have that set up um, hopefully within the next month or two uh, talking about the, the Mexican wolf here in New Mexico. But they, thank you guys for listening to this uh, second uh, solo episode of uh, Courage Experiment. Wish me luck on this mule deer hunt. I'm like... I'm praying and I'm um, really uh, excited, but uh, it's a weird convoluted feelings right now. Weird, excited, lonely, like a lot of stuff. My first actual, you know, long period of time out there and um, doing it alone and not having to rely on it and not being able to share it with anyone. And, um, you know, at least in the moment anyway, I'll share it with you when I get back. But but it's going to be interesting and it's going to be almost like a soul searching mission as well as a, uh, as a mule deer mission. So um, I'm going to have faith and, and um, hopefully I have a really amazing story for you in, in about a week or two. Anyway, thank you for listening to Courage Experiment, uh, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>